Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, where I first want to thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me and for those that was concerned about me yesterday. I'm okay. It was so interesting when we started talking about last, I mean, yesterday, we talked about mental health and people of color, and I was talking about individual physical health as well, well as making sure we get basically routine checkups. So I was okay. It was interesting because I went in like singing Madonna song like a virgin touch for the very first time. So I had everybody in there cracking up. So I got a clean bill of health, so I'm doing good. So today's topic is interesting because we're going to be talking about the true word of God. Now I'm waiting on Mr. Tony or Tammy to call in and join me as we talk about this topic, because when it comes to the word of God, there have been many that have questioned what is true and what is actually from God as what was actually what man has said, especially when we talk about the different interpretations from the Bible. Now, Mr. Tony seemed like he is on the line, so we're going to join him in, but let me do that right yeah. now. Hello, Mr. Tony, how you doing? Bye. Yes, bye. You know, I just got finished with a session, yes. so I was like running late, and then I'm looking at Tammy. Tammy sent me a text message something I'm driving with loud kids in the car. Give me like 20 minutes to get home. I'm like, well, you know what? The time of the show has not changed, but boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> That's all I can say. And I just got finished with a therapy session, so I'm running kind of behind my dog on self. But I, I want to. Thank you, Tony, for calling in and helping me with this topic as we're talking about the true word of God. And I had asked both you and Tammy for a topic, but I was telling you that I went on to Facebook and I saw where you were going back and forth with individuals and they were questioning you about the truth. And part of this show and talking about this topic is because many individuals attend church, they go to Bible study, and they go through other methods that need God's word. And that's why I wanted to talk about it, because I wanted to hear people's thoughts. Now, what is your perception? What's your thought on that when we talk about the true word of God? Wow, that, that, that is. You sure picked a real good subject, this one, yeah. Uh, what we have is we have multiple translations. And that's that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing to have multiple translations because it it gives a perspective. It gives a, a not a perspective, but it helps a person understand how these different scholars translated the word of God. These different another set of scholars translated the word of God. But in essence, the Bible is pretty much ninety nine percent in agreement on translation. Mm-hmm. What's not in agreement is the person who's reading it and and and, and, and their interpretation. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much that the translations are bad; it's the person who's interpreting it who's seeing a word one way or seeing a, a, another thing another way. Like, like we was talking about when you saw online, we were talking about the the ever, the, hell, the everlasting fire. That's a that's a good point. One person believed that's a literal fire. Another police person believed that's a, a, a figurative or symbolic fire. It's not a real fire, but Jesus is using it as an illustration. 
Mm-hmm. So that's where we come in in a difference of interpretation. <clears throat> so it's mm-hmm. really not the translations that much. It's rather the person who believes that it's this part is not literal, this part is literal, and that part is not literal. That's where we really at. Mm-hmm. And you know, Tony, when I was trying to put this stuff together, when I woke up in the middle of the night trying to figure this stuff out, and like I said, I was watching on Facebook how you, how you, I don't know if you put that picture up there, but it was like this tug of war, and you know, and and people are pulling on certain things and tugging on certain things. And we talk about words and how powerful words are, and we talk about the Bible, meaning the Book of Instructions before leaving Earth. And then we have a lot of different denominations. We have a lot of different beliefs. We have a lot of, and then individuals start taking words and putting it into whatever works for them. And that's where a lot of confusion, it seems like it comes from. And then we have, like you talk about the King James Version, and we got this translation, we got Hebrews, we got the parables, we got all of this stuff. And a lot of individuals, including myself, we go to, some individuals go to church, go to Bible study, they have group meetings, but they still struggle with the true word of God. What do you think that, what do you think the struggle is about? <clears throat> the struggle is uh, is about the person who's teaching them. So uh, mm-hmm. what's already been set, what, what happened is when I was born and you were born, a majority of people were born into this world, uh, prior to uh, Christ Jesus and the apostles dying off, there was a teaching that was already in the world, and the majority of the people of the world adopted that teaching, never questioning mm-hmm. it. No one never really questioned it. They just went along with it. Uh, mm. For an example, you born into this world and you celebrated Christmas. Who, who, who questioned it when they're getting a free gift? Who wants to question that? Who wants to say the origins of that when I'm getting, all I know is someone telling me Santa Claus is bringing me a gift, and, and I got me a race car track as a little kid, and then as I got older, I got a bike, and then from there, I, somebody bought me a car during Christmas and told me this is what it's supposed to do. So who really wants to question something that's is being presented as something good? And so it's mm-hmm. the same way this happened over time is that we really don't really even question who handed these beliefs down to us, and many are just going along, and the person who's preaching it is pretty just parroting what someone has already said before them, and they don't even want to question it. And so that's Mm -hmm. how we end up getting this sort of belief. And then you have a group of people who take the Bible apart and question everything in it and all these Mm -hmm. different kind of beliefs and then these are the ones who go in there and fine-tune and, 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 and go through the Word of God piece by piece. And then they say, okay, this is what the Word of God is saying. When another group said, no, it's saying this, we're sticking to this, and we ain't changing. And as I used the example of when you saw online, uh, that was a, a psalm about tugging with the uh, mule. And the Bible was telling us not to be like a horse or a mule who don't come to any understanding, who don't really don't understand and it, and the Bible is telling us not to be like that, uh, but rather receive instructions from the heavenly Father is what it's teaching us, and then don't 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 uh, restrain or refuse or so forth. Do you need to have some type of uh, uh, bridle on you like a horse to be controlled? And so the mm-hmm. whole concept is telling a person is to uh, allow the Almighty God to direct your footsteps. And 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 just come along with the word of God to get to receive your understanding. So uh, mm-hmm. another person may come in and say, 
Well, that means this. The thing is about Psalms and Proverbs, you can apply your application to it to get a modern understanding to it. But when it comes to Jesus talking about an everlasting fire, so you have people who believe there's a real literal burning hell that Jesus was talking about, and people are going to be thrown into it and burn forever. So the mm-hmm. other person looks into that and see the other scripture where it says, no, he would not speak to them without illustrations. He would not speak to them about parables. And he using the fire because fire consume and destroy. And so he's using mm-hmm. that to tell you this is what's going to happen to a person who's thrown into it. They're not going to come back. There will be no resurrection. It would be eternal death. And so this is how uh, we come to different type of leaders. One person on this end believe in a, a, a tormenting fire, and the other person said, no, that's not. So to find out who's right, and that's what our discussions online was about, is that you look at that scripture and said Jesus is using parables and illustrations to help that person understand the everyday things we do in life. Uh, there's one more instance of living bread. Uh, Jesus is described as the living bread. Now, we know Jesus ain't real bread. So when he said, you may eat my flesh and drink of my blood, he's symbolically speaking. He's using a parable. He's saying he is the living bread that come down from heaven. And once again, we know he ain't literally bread. We can't eat him. Mm -hmm. But he's showing that bread is sustenance for Mm -hmm. life. We have to eat in order to live. So he's using that figuratively is that he is that type of bread that the sacrifice that's coming down from heaven is going to give us everlasting life. So you have folks who won't read any further than what the doctrine has already been given to them. So if the doctrine, the church doctrine is there's a burning hell, they don't want to think outside that. They, they stay with that, whatever the doctrine that they've given them, and they don't want to reason outside that doctrine. That's not what the way it should be. We need to reason on everything in that book, every name, every phrase, every sentence should not be left unturned. Mm-hmm. And this now, is how we get to the truth, along with God's spirit, of course. My question then becomes, Tony, because when from listening to what you're saying, and I remember when Delano told me one time with church, he said, when you're in church and the pastor start reading scriptures, keep your Bible open. And I started doing that. And I know that a lot of times when we are talking about saving souls and we want individuals, they say, read your Bible, and we talk about the good book, and we talk about the Word and the Word of God and standing on these words and the parables. And sometimes individuals, it can become overwhelming or confusing. But now I'm thinking if you start challenging things, you just get it for yourself. Because when we're talking about a man of God and we don't want, it's like a respect. We don't want to be under, we did a show a couple of weeks ago about, wolves and sheep clothing or individuals be aware of false prophets and you've got individuals just telling you these lies and telling you these things and saying it's coming from the word of God and if you know the Bible yourself then you'll know if they added stuff on to it it's you know like they would say God don't like ugly but yet that's nowhere that that is nowhere in the Bible or a lot of times we'll say things because they become phrases and people got kind of used to those things but I'm looking at some information, and it talks about most relevant uh, verses, and it has Psalms 119 and um, 160, and it says, The sum of your word is truth, and every one of your righteousness or, um, ordains is everlasting, or, or ordinance is everlasting. Now, when we start talking about your word is truth, 
people still struggle with, is it true, is it not true, and I'm going to stand on his words. I tell people, I've learned to stand on Psalms 37 when it talks about the righteous not being forsaken or seed beggars bread, bread, which you brought that up. But a lot of times we get fixated on certain things. We, we sometimes become fixated on words. All right. The thing about that is God's word is true, but is it is it is it being presented by the person who's who's presenting it as truth? That's the whole mm-hmm. point we're gonna be about. His word is true, but am I presenting it the way he meant for it to be? Mm-hmm. So that's the whole key. And this is why people are like they the other thing is people are seeing what so called Christianity is doing. And they're judging Christianity too and they don't want to have nothing to do with Christianity. Um, mm-hmm. Daniel said, "Open up the Bible." That's true. Yes, open up your Bible and see what the what what he's saying. But if he's only giving you certain scriptures on that particular subject, then how can you know if he's saying it's true? So that's what I said mm-hmm. about the fire. If I'm going to give you a topic on a burning fire, yes, they're going to go to hell. Those who don't, then that's all the scriptures I'm going to give you on that. And how how are you going to know the truth when the other scriptures are not? Not literally talking about a burning hell, so that's where we at. Uh, who's presenting it to be true? And the point mm-hmm. is, is that normally what will happen is you you normally receive a spiritual confirmation when someone is saying something true. The the spirit of God will bear with you and tell you that message is more accurate than the one that you heard previously. Mm-hmm. So always, I tell people when it comes to the Word of God, get a second opinion or even a third opinion. You go to the doctor, one doctor says, you know, I'm not sure about this lump here. I think it's cancerous, but I'm going to send you to a specialist. So he sends you to the specialist, and the specialist goes, and you go word. Before that, you worry, like, oh, my God, please don't let it be that. You're taking your doctor's word for it. That's been your family doctor for years. It's like a, it's your mm-hmm. pastor. So, but he sends you to a specialist, and the specialist specializes in this matter. He goes and says, well, we did biopsy, uh, biopsy on it, and it's not cancer. It's you just got a little lump, uh, you know, a little, uh, a little cyst. We're going to cut it and remove it, and you'll be just fine. But what would happen if you just went with your doctor's opinion? Mm-hmm. So that is the same with the Word of God. You need to get a second opinion. If you believe something one way, well, go hear the other way. Hear the other uh, uh, topic on that subject, and then you draw a conclusion as who's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you were saying that, it kind of took me, because the medical advice is, is very interesting because it also says in the Bible we talk about God being a healing God and standing on that, but it doesn't mean that you don't have to do your work too. So you have to, you know, figure out the difference. And sometimes we get caught up and we get confused with that because we talk about truth. We, we're looking into the, the truth of things. Now, I'm looking at another scripture, and it's Second Samuel, which is 728. And it says, Now, O Lord God, you are God, and your words are truth. And you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, we talk about your servant, meaning those that believe in him, those that worship him, because some individuals get it confused because we think that just because a person goes to church, that means that they're saved, or just because they go to church, that means they're into their word, and those that don't. But we have to be careful with that because there are still some that know the word that are not even in the church. 
And so it kind of goes into what you were saying in regards to not only the second opinion, but we have to stop judging individuals because it's running some people off to, in regards to trying to figure out what's true and what's not true. What is your take on that? Mm-hmm. In regards to comments, there's good thing to person, your church. Well, let's back up on a little bit on Isaiah. First of all, Isaiah was a prophet of God. He had the truth. I mean, you know, you're talking about someone's talking to him, literally talking to him. So, uh, say, Isaiah, go and do this. And he hears a voice that tells him to do these things. And these are good things, not wicked things. So he knows he, he's with the true God. Today, mm-hmm. we have to seek and find. What Jesus told us, mm-hmm. you want the kingdom? Come after the mm-hmm. kingdom. Mm-hmm. You want everlasting like life? Come get everlasting life. You know, uh, we don't want to sit back and wait for something. We want it. We want to. We want to be friends with God. We, then we search the Word of God and we, we 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 thoroughly look into it and become a friend with God. This is the this is the movement today. So he had the truth. So when God speaking mm-hmm. to him, there's no doubt. Uh, as far as people um, being turned away from it. If they want to be turned away from it because they frustrated over something or they don't want to see nothing out of they can't <clears throat> draw a conclusion, then we have to say that's their problem. We mm-hmm. can't cater to everyone who's not willing to go to, to deal with this fight. We have a, uh, The Bible speaks about having a spiritual fight against wicked spirit forces in heavenly places. And there's a fight to maintain in the service of God because they're trying to knock you out of the service of God. They get you frustrated and ah, uh, la, 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 la. And the other thing is we don't have to go back and forth with nobody. You never never have to go back and forth. You just say what you have to say. Get the opinion of that pastor if he believes in that. Get the opinion of the other pastor or the other person that's talking on the word of God. And whoever lays it out real easily for you, you will see the truth. This is why I use mm-hmm. illustrations <laughs> like Jesus. I lay it out, give them an illustration, and I show them a scripture, read this, and they're usually clicking like my post for those who really thoroughly read and see the scriptures I provided. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. Like- we're seeking and finding. We're, in a, we're, we're mm-hmm. overturning every stone we can to get to the truth of God. Mm-hmm. It's like I remember my mother used to always tell me, keep living, keep living. But Tony, I'm going to ask you, what are you eating? Yes. Oh my God! I thought I was getting away with that. No, you're not getting away with that. (laughs) I see it to my family. I'm good. A couple of more bites and I was done. I started to send you a text message. You're like, Tony, what are you eating? (laughs) Wow, this phone is real good, boy. No, a I real have good phone for picking up. I, I can hear and I can smell. I, I know food when it's around. I, I, can, I, can <laughs> I was so hungry. I had to get a couple of bites of this 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 cabbage burrito I bought. I said, all right, let me get a couple of bites and I'm done. But then I kept biting and didn't realize you could hear that. So we good. <laughs> Other people probably didn't, but I did. <laughs> I can hear it. Okay, so another thing we start talking about, and I like how you talked about seek and find, and like I said, my mother used to tell me, keep living, and because a lot of times we struggle with the truth because sometimes we don't want to hear it, or either when we hear it, we don't, it's like, not right now, I, I, not right now, I'm not ready for this, not right now. 
and just being mindful of that. Now, when we talk about, and it, this is in Second Timothy, and it's 3.16, and it says, All scriptures is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for corrections, for training in righteousness. What does that really mean? <laughs> it means just what it says, really. Um, we can direct someone as to what the word of God is. And one thing I would say this and people have to understand, the Bible answers itself. So whatever question okay. you you pose in your mind about what does this mean, there's a scripture mm-hmm. in there that will explain to you what it means. Mm-hmm. And so uh, typically a man of God is the spirit works with him this way. It recalls the things that he's read. So if he's read the whole Bible, thoroughly read it and studied it, the spirit will call back. So when you have a question, they will go, oh, yeah, but this scripture says this to compare with that scripture, and that's how you get the answer. Uh, mm-hmm. But one example is uh, when it speaks about Adam and Eve, it said the day you eat from this tree, you will positively die. But Adam lived to be 932 years old. So where's the answer to that logic? And we find mm-hmm. the answer to that over in the first Peter when it talks about a, a one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day to God. So Adam lived 932, 32 years old, I believe. So he was shy, um, what, 13 years of mm-hmm. one day in God's eyesight. So he died. He died literally in one day in God's eyesight because a thousand years of man's time is only one day in God's eyesight. So you see how mm-hmm. one scripture helps you to understand what what happened when he told her because they didn't die instantly that day. They died mm-hmm. 900, Adam died 900-something years, but he still died one day in God's eyesight. So that's how the Bible, mm-hmm. what it does, it answers itself. And so all you have to do is present those words. We don't have to go into a whole lot of philosophy. We just present the word to the person and say, this here backs up that scripture, and that helps you understand what that scripture is saying. And that's how it goes. So any mm-hmm. preacher of the word of God has to be consistent, and when he delivers his message, it has to be in harmony with the word, and the one scripture will add up and, 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 and equal and give you an answer to the to what that scripture is saying. So it's like two plus two equals four. So that person take one scripture plus another scripture. He may even take a third scripture and it equal out to the answer to that question. Always let mm-hmm. the Bible answer the question. That's how we get the real answer to it. And then we take it all apart. We have to let go the traditions that have been handed to us. The beliefs that have been handed to us, we have to question it to make sure it's in harmony with the word of God. And that's the key point. And we won't have all these different denominations because it says the Paul, the Paul them only had one faith, one baptism, one king, and one God almighty. Mm-hmm. And they all was in harmony with the same teaching. They didn't have different teachings in the organization. If they did, they end up putting that person out. Mm-hmm. So all these different denominations, we can't say that God spun all these different beliefs. It's just mm-hmm. that people looking at the word of God differently. That's how we yeah. get all these different beliefs. 
And, you know, and that kind of takes me back to when um, Maria wanted to do or brought up the subject about man-made denominations and how individuals are taking the word of God and trying to put it in a box and, like you said, being consistent, the logic. And when we start talking about the philosophy and we, you know, sometimes we think of individuals that are philosophers and we think of people that just used to BS in folks. And we twist words, and sometimes as we twist words, individuals become very confused, and it's difficult for some individuals or a lay person when you put your trust in man, which you're not supposed to put your trust in man, you're supposed to put your trust in God and lean out on your own understanding, the individuals can better seek these things. I, I commend individuals that can put sermons together and put all these scriptures together because I remember being a child, and seeing the Bible, and I tried to read it from the front to the back, and it just did not make sense to me. I did not know how to put all these things together. And then when I heard about the Concordian and how individuals put um, verses together, so I just started buying books and about scriptures and and um, and basically trying to come up with a subject matter because I didn't get it. I really didn't get it, and I still sometimes struggle with that. To where, and we can't depend on the internet. And I think a lot of times, too, is we're losing the translation of a lot of information because we're dependent on people to tell us the truth. And sometimes they might not even know it themselves. Or we'll go online. And I used to wonder, well, who the world put it online? So sometimes we got to, like you said, you got to go back to reading it and understand it yourself. But then by that same token, some individuals still, they fight with that. What in regards to what's true and what's not true? Yeah, I found that most of the times when I I go online, I have a lot of discussion. I even have discussions with the theologians who put theories, and I found out after showing them these certain scriptures that their own theory was incorrect. I one time uh, was invited to a house of a a, a minister, uh, a pastor, <clears throat> and he invited me in. And we had a discussion about Jesus being equal to God. And he actually thought Jesus was equal to God. And by the time we had finished that discussion and going through all them scriptures and showing them how the King James Version had mistranslated a couple of verses to make people think that, he at the end of that discussion had decided that, no, Jesus was not equal with God. So what happens is if you don't have some form of understanding, and that's what the posting in Psalms was about. Don't be like a mule or a horse with no understanding. If you mm-hmm. have some level of understanding, you should be able to be able to comprehend what someone is saying on the Word of God. If you're not able to do that, then you then you just believe in what someone is saying. So let me mm. give you an example. I'm a teacher. I say two plus two is four, and the student raises up and says, well, that's what you say. Mm-hmm. So that's an unreasonable person because two plus two is four. Mm-hmm. So this is what you know, happens when you get into a discussion with some people is the Bible is trying to help you don't become unreasonable in your understanding and that if the facts are there, accept the facts. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem I've had with a lot of pastors I've talked to they they preaching on something that was given to them, and they won't accept the facts, but some of them do. Mm-hmm. Well, we a have lot of them do out there I've talked to. Okay. Wait a minute. you got to be stumbling with my words, and I normally don't do this. <laughs> but uh, I'll read it. 
add this caller on, but I want to say it is, it's taking me back to the point to where it's the person that is saying and providing the information. They don't want to be challenged sometimes. It, it reminded me of when I remember when I was going to Centennial, and I was taking a class with Algebra two with Trigonometry, and the teacher marked my answer wrong one time, but I had the same answer he did. I just found a different way to get to the answer, and the man told me mine was wrong. I didn't cheat. I showed him and proved to him how I got. He told me it was virtually impossible for me to come up with that answer, but I did. And sometimes that happens. So let me log on this caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Hello. Welcome to Precious Predict Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? Number ended in 6 8. Hello? Hi, you're on the air. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I'm so blessed. Uh, blessed to be here and to be able to be able to speak on the mic here. Um, how are you doing today? I am well. <laughs> I, I tell people I got a clean bill of health. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> Amen. You know, when you when you when you when you have your when you have the kind of freedom that you're talking about, man, you got some liberty there. You know. Oh God! I had the people at that hospital cracking up. I was I was singing going in and hungry when I woke up. <laughs> my told me I woke up. She said I woke up smelling my grandson's potato chips. Talk about what you got over there. <laughs> you got to starve me to death. But okay, so talking about the true word of God, I want to say this, and then I want I'm gonna have you chime in because I, I know I, your voice sounds familiar, and I believe you called in before. But I'm looking at something, and it's coming from Crossways.org, and it talks about three things we must believe about God's word, and these things are essential. And it says God's word says what is true. It also indicates that God's word demand what is right, and God's mm. word provides what is good. Now, what is your name, sir? Because, like I said, I heard your voice before. What is your name, if you don't mind us knowing your name? Oh, no. Um, well, they call me Way Busy, so that's what I've been called for. Ooh, way since. Busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you know they call me they call me Way. You know, hey hey Way, how you doing? How you doing Way? And I'm like, hey, I'm doing I'm doing good. You know, you know me, I'm blessed. You know, and I can't I can't shut up. I ain't never gonna shut up. You know. <laughs> I like your energy. I like your spirit, and I appreciate you being a listener and calling in on the show because I like the information that you you provide. So I appreciate you. Way busy. Oh, well, okay, thank way you. Busy. I appreciate that because you know to be honest with you, you know when somebody's reflecting what you're projecting. That lets you know that somebody's feeling you, you know. When you start feeling me like this, you know what I mean? I get happy about that, you know. I mean that's where that's where that's where it's happening from way busy. Okay, way busy. Okay, way busy. So let's talk about the true word of God. What do you want to add to this show as we talk about this subject? Okay. Well, you know, I you know, I've been a student for a number of years, you know, since nineteen ninety nine, you know, I always get I always get a kick out of that. You know, I, I always think I'm gonna party like it's nineteen ninety nine, you know. <laughs> okay, um, Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's basically that's basically when when this when the word of God actually became the living word of God to me. Before it was just like any other book, you know. It didn't mean anything to me. It wasn't like did nothing special about it. But now that it's the living word of God to me, it's everything, everything, and so much more that I haven't yet to experience. But today I get to experience that because I'm on this program with you. Um, but as I recall. Um, the kids had the knowledge of good 
and evil. So your central nervous system, the trunk of your brain, okay, and when you're when you're looking out your mind's eye, this mm-hmm. is this is where this is where the this is where the children had the knowledge of good and evil. So the only one that was able to teach the truth about all this would be Yahweh, would be God Himself. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. So that's why the Word of God becomes alive to us. We become born of the Spirit that's been here, not a Spirit that just got here and then you all of a sudden became aware of that. No, this the Spirit's always been here. God's always who He's always been. He's not going anywhere. This is Him, and He's solid. There's no moving this mm-hmm. way or that way with him. His word, his word is consistent. So when 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 we go when 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 you're born again, that means you're 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 aware of the Messiah spiritually speaking. You can see that this is the living word of God. So you're going to be drawn to go want to sit at the Messiah's feet and listen spiritually to what the Spirit is teaching you. Because the, mm-hmm. if the Spirit's going to bring you to the Word here, which is what the Spirit's job is, is to bring you to the Word. So you can sit down and listen. But a lot of times we listen to what man says, like Job had to listen to what his friends were saying. And Job was talking to God, and God finally told Job, hey, 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 Job, who is this that darkeneth counsel? <laughs> so we got to be mm-hmm. careful who we listen to and, and, and how we listen. But anyway, that's what I wow. wanted to bring. You know, I'm not going to go into too well, much you know because what? I get going. You, you know what? I want to say what you just said is powerful. Because we do, oh. we want people to sit and listen. It's like a storytelling. It's like when you're in the kindergarten and you have story time and people would tell you these stories. They open this book and they want to share all these things. And we're supposed uh-huh. to sit and listen. And like Tony is saying now, not only do we sit, we listen. We Some people listen to understand. Some people listen to comprehend. But now if it don't make no sense, we need to question. And we need to pay attention to who we are listening to. So Amen. that is very, Amen. very very powerful because you're talking about the living word of God and it being everything because sometimes individuals are standing on these words. Now I have some information and it's coming from ministrymaker.com. They talk about the benefits of the word of God. Even though we talk about the Bible is a living instruction book that brings blessings and hope. So sometimes we talk about believers versus non-believers. We're looking for blessings. We want to have some hope. Hebrews 412 describes the word as alive and powerful. And Timothy, 2 Timothy 316 says it is God's brethren. And then 2 Peter 1 through 21 the, tells us the Bible was written by men, but God is the author. And I think that's where, now this is just me, I think that's where a lot of individuals struggle with that in regards to the word. Now, there are some benefits well, of the word of God. Answered prayer. Tony, can we talk about that, how the Word of God answers our prayer sometimes? Yes, 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 we did. But let's let's hold on for a minute because he just, he just proved my point using Job as an illustration. Job mm-hmm. did get second and third opinion. And mm-hmm. although they were not, those two were not correct because God said that he was upset with, I forgot, I forgot the name of the person he was because he did not say the truthful things about Elvis, God. Elvis However, he still, that's right, he still got second and third opinions. So it, mm-hmm. what the word of God does is this. It said it's for beneficial, for reproving, and for setting things straight. Okay, so look, 
Paul is saying this, and Paul is using the word of God to set matters straight. So, in other words, he he's being used by God. So, as someone we have to listen to, in other words, a person comes, he sends someone to that person. And Paul said to shepherd the congregation in your care. So, Paul is being used by Christ, and of course, through from God, Yahweh, Jehovah, as I would say, or modern English, is that he's being used to shepherd the congregation, a man. So. In other words, you can listen to this particular person you may be seen as your pastor, your elder, whatever. But then if you want to seek the word of God, why not seek another opinion? Why not sit down with someone else and discuss the word of God? And then here comes the spirit. The spirit is going to come in and give you a confirmation as to who is right. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Yeah. I agree with that. Once, because, it, once right. a person lays out that whole, Paul comes in and he told him, listen here, people, people, no, don't do this. This stuff is in vain. And then people was jumping around and calling him Hermes, uh, calling him Hermes, and everything uh-huh. was calling uh, Barnabas something else. Uh, <laughs> and so Paul go, people, 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 don't do this. You This is in vain. So here we got someone, these people believe what they're doing is right. We got a man yeah. of God who's saying, no, what you're doing is wrong. And so we break that down and show them what they're doing and why why they're doing is wrong, and that's where the Bible comes in, setting things straight. And once you realize that that's not the creator, yeah, the Hermes is not the Hermes is not the creator, Uh, Zeus is not the creator. Paul is saying the creator is the one I serve. And then Paul shows them miracles. He and then he goes to another. He get bit by a snake. Uh, That ain't much proof. I don't know what to tell you. But that's what the spirit did to show them. Uh This man is coming from the true God, and that's the same way with the word of God. People draw lines because they're in tradition and said, this is what I believe, and I don't want to listen. Trust me. I talk to Mormons. I talk to Pentecostals, Baptists. It doesn't matter who I talk to. By the time I walk out of there, I lay that whole thing out, and they usually say, you know what? You're right. Most people have not read the entire Bible, nor they knew, nor they do, nor do they understand the subsequent scriptures that will help you understand that particular scripture. They are being shown a particular scripture, and they're told to believe that scripture. I'm going to turn it over and give you one example. John 10:30, me and the Father of one. These folks are actually being told that that scripture means Jesus and God is the same person. But when you look at verse 36, if they read a little bit farther, Jesus said, they, when Jesus said, me and the Father one, that they begin to raise stones against him, and they said, you blaspheme. And then in verse 36, Jesus said, you said, I blaspheme because I said I'm God's son. So me and the Father one are, are something that, that commonly is being used by those who are anointed, are chosen by God. They are one with God, will make them sons of God. It doesn't mean that they're literally God. So when we lay it all out and, and, and you see the whole thing there, that person, the spirit will open up that person's eyes and make them grow as to which one is right. That's how that works out. Okay. Okay. Mr. Wade, is anything you want to say in regards to that? Yeah, I had a lot to say, but, you know, um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, 
<laughs> you know, I, 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 oh my God, I had to, I had to bite my tongue and say, "No, nah, stop it, way busy," because I want to jump up and start talking. You know, I, I, I'm like a racehorse. I'm ready to run this race, man. I'm ready to go. I'm gonna win. I'm winning. I already won. I already won. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> They're like, well, that was a quick race, you know. Way busy one, obviously, so no worries. <laughs> Way busy did I feel what I had to say? It's the two-edged sword. I, I, I got it. I got this. I got this. But when we start talking about the benefits of the Word of God, I was going to the answer prayer. A lot of times we go to the Bible because we want our prayers to be answered. And in John fifteen seven and Proverbs twenty eight nine, it says Jesus said, if we continue. In a vital relationship with him and his word is in us. Whatever we ask will be given to us. If his word is in us, we that is another one that is just as powerful as the one Tony just said that a lot of individuals, yeah. when we start talking about it being true, we battle with Man. those two. That's a whole other one. And I'm quite sure that there's more. But we start talking about the truth in regards to that because the part that we miss is in his will, praying in his will. We pray in our own and we get we get mad like Lord didn't answer my prayer. When did the Lord go answer my prayer? I told him I wanted this. Let's talk about that a little bit. That's, because you think some individuals struggle with that part. I know I know people that struggle with all kinds of issues that they're going through. That's because they take their mind's eye. Not talking about looking at your two eyeballs in the natural, you know what I'm saying? Not talking about that. No. I'm mm-hmm. talking about in their minds that they look they look at they they look at their problems they think they got, right? They got all this stuff going on, these 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 distractions, right? So they start they start magnifying that stuff, right? And then all that stuff becomes like a mountain. Now what I mm-hmm. do is I walk up on see I walk up on these people and they're looking at these mountains that they made and I said, Nah, nah, check this out, watch this. And I go, You see, what color's my car? And they look at my car and they go, It's metallic silver. I said, you got it, man. Exactly, exactly. Now let me show you something in your mind real quick, okay? We're not talking about looking at your two eyeballs. You ready? Oh, mm-hmm. and here we go. You know what I'm saying? Here we go. And we start we start showing, we start, we start. See, if you walk up in front of me, right, and, and you start doing something, and I can do the same thing you're doing. I can copy you, right? And you go, why are you copying me, folks? And I'm going, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just copying you, right? And you And you know I'm copying you. But if I walk up to you and I cut through that, that false sense of yourself, and I talk to you, that would be internal language. Mm-hmm. So that would be, that would, you would be feeling me in a different way. You'd be feeling me mm-hmm. because I opened up my heart, and my heart is like a mirror because I've been staying in the Word of God. And when the Word of God goes in you, that's the mirror. So you open up your heart, your heart is like a mirror. And when those people see themselves and they start feeling you because they're reflecting what you're projecting. That lets you know they're feeling you, and when they're feeling you, man, you get to make a deposit of love in their life, you know, into the love bank. You know, mm-hmm. and you're just so happy about doing that because God works in you, through you, and then for you. So I'm thinking, well, who could be against me? Nobody. So I was tripping mm-hmm. one day about all that stuff you were talking about, and then God says, "Now nah, listen to this. And I said, oh, my goodness. So I ain't tripping no more. <laughs> Yeah, but the point is, I, I understand that whole thing that you put out there. The thing is, is that we're dealing with people who wants to see the word of God because they believe it's properly translated. And from my from my perspective, it is. They refined it. It's been, uh, I think, the first translation which was rightly accepted with the King James Version had a lot of flaws in it. However, the new King James Version has corrected, and they realized that they was 
translating the Bible biasly to conform to the Church of England. So when I'm coming to somebody, that's all I have right with me is the Word of God, and they want to see what I'm saying is in harmony with it. So the Spirit only does is recalls what the Word of God says. That's why we have it. We can't speak outside of it. We can't make up our own doctrine. So when mm-hmm. that person wants to say, I want to see it, they con- we confirm it by showing them what the Word says. And that's mm-hmm. all that a, a man of God can do. But if he starts coming up with stuff out of his mind, just like the, the men and, uh, that, was, that was, uh, Job was listening to, they were coming up with their own philosophy. And you know what? Well, it sounded good. It was a whole bunch of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's verses and chapters of philosophy. But it was wrong. Well, Mm-hmm. I can show you some stuff, you know. I can show you a lot of stuff about the book of Job. See, I just have a short short amount of time, and you know, and, and I'm not, I'm, you know, and, and, and the way I look at it, it may be a little bit, you know, not exactly the way you see things, but I can testify about the reality of the Shekinah glory of God that just enveloped mm-hmm. everything about me. And so if I look back, right, like I did when I first became aware of the presence of God in my life, I looked at myself. I was looking back at myself, and I was going, come on, man. I mean, I'm, I got 17 years in the penitentiary. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm thinking there's just no way that God's going to take me and do anything which you would call good. Because God was somebody's going to take me and use me for something good. And I thought, I'm looking at myself going, oh, oh no, no, no. I was, I, I, I said, why don't you, why, you got the wrong address. I mean, and God started showing me. I was caught. The spirit was calming me down. It was. I was so mm-hmm. jolted by everything, this experience, uh, that I would had so many questions, and He had to calm me down. I had questions. The first question was, "How? How are you going to use me yeah. for anything good?" And He said, "I'm taking your past because He's showing me the lights on now. Christ is the light. When He lights up everything, mm-hmm. it means your whole past gets lit up, and God's changed everything. And you don't know anything how this works. And I'm asking Him how it works." I said, how are you going to use me for anything good? You know, I don't see how you can do that because I'm looking at myself going, oh, no, no. I didn't go, well, 90% of me is all jacked up, but this little 10%, I don't need you. No, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. You know, so, so God says, what you're looking at is your credentials. That's your ability to sympathize with people. Where I called you out from, illuminated you, put you right back so you could do this. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. Well, well, and he goes, no, I'm making your your this is your past is going to be very good for your future. You understand how that works? I'm going, I'm trying to put all this together, right? I'm seeing it in my mind, know- but I don't see it. I don't see it looking out my two eyeballs yet, you know, because I'm still a baby. I'm just learning how to walk, you know. And if I fall on my little butt, he doesn't smack me and go, oh, what's wrong? You can't even walk? No, you know, it encourages me and says, come on, you can get up and you can do it. You know, and I'm encouraged. He's lifting me up. And his love, love, love lifts you up. Love lifts mm-hmm. you up on high so you, could, so you could do things. You know what I mean? God's called you to be a doer. And when you stay in the word of God and you practice the actions of Christ, meaning that as you're walking in his love and you make a mistake by taking his word out of context, you know what I'm saying? And he shows you mm-hmm. that you did that. Then you can say, oh, forgive me, forgive me, because you're all automatically. It's not about you. You already knew that. You've been claiming that from day one. It's not me. It's God. It's not me. <laughs> Well, okay, sweetheart, if you make a mistake, yeah. taking the word out of context, he forgives you, and then he picks you up, and he, and the Spirit will teach you. The Spirit teaches us the word because okay, the word Okay, Mr. Thane, let me ask you a question. How would you know you've so, taken it out of context? Because the Spirit, I'm just getting ready to break it down. 
Well, okay, oh, let me ask you this. John, I'm just going to ask you a quick question. John 1030, yeah. me and the Father is one. How is that? Yeah. That is definitely taken out of context as people saying Jesus is God. They're the same person. But, 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 that scripture but, but, don't say anything like that. Do you? Do you believe? Do you believe that God gave you faith to receive from Him? Let me ask you that first. So we got you going to ask me? Are you going? We got. Let's tell you what. Let's just keep asking each other's questions and never answer anything. So I'm I'm going to, to the scripture. I'm not going to answer no philosophy questions. No, 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 no. I'm trying no. to I'm trying to help too. John ten thirty. Do you literally think that means that Jesus and God is the same person, Jesus and the Father? Like some do believe. I just wanted, you I just think that scripture is saying that? I wanted to huh? answer your Let question, me. but you, I want to answer your question, but I don't want to fight with you though, because in the body of Christ, no, you're not. So we're we're not fighting. That, okay, that, don't okay, don't answer, answer the question answer. because right let there me, will me. give you an idea. Give me an idea that by using the word fighting, no one's fighting. It's a discussion. Okay, well, let it me, says let me, let me, setting let me things question. straight. Let okay. me answer the question. Let me answer the question. How the spirit gives me the answer to the question. Why do you want to cut the spirit off from the flow, man? I, I just because you tried to, you because you asked me another question. I'm not cutting the I'm flow. I'm trying to get. I'm trying you, to help you. You asked me another question. Let me it, just all right, you. sir. See, see that there right there. That ain't the spirit's attitude. That's the wrong attitude for the spirit. So I can answer your question correctly. Okay. I'll just tell you, sir. The answer is in verse 36. See, I cannot. I wouldn't accept an answer unless it's from the scripture. I'm going to give you an answer that's going to satisfy. Maybe not you, maybe not you, but the other people that are listening. So why do you want to rip them off of something that was supposed to bless no them? One's ripping, no them. one's ripping them off, sir. It's just a okay, simple question. This is, why we, this is why we got so many different denominations because of the way you're going with this because you won't no. answer it. And you want to ask me another question. You're bringing this to the flesh, bro, and I don't appreciate that time at all. All right. Well, yeah, well, see, there we go. Time out. You just answered my question, sir. Thank you. Tony, 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 Tony. Tell you what, give him my number. Give him my number. He can call me personally. Let me talk to the okay. lady, and okay. then I'll get off for you, okay? I'll get time off. Out. I'll get time off. out. Time I'll, out. I'll, 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 I'll let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. It goes back to the beginning, and it is we should be able to question. It's okay to disagree, but not okay to disrespect. So, therefore, if yeah. it goes back to we sit and we listen and we hear something that we question, we should be able to ask a question yeah. and see the person either based on the word or even yeah. if there's perception, because this is where many individuals struggle with the true word of God in regards to what's true, what's not true. Now, I but hear that's not the way it went. Okay, but, okay. That's so, not the I, way, wait a minute. That's not the way it went. I said, what do you think about John 1030? And he asked me another question that was totally different from it. So that. I'm just saying, could you just answer with me, you can answer with anybody that's with me. Answer that John ten thirty with another scripture because at this point, there's nothing you, that you can say to me which is probably going to end up being philosophical. Philosophical. I mean, so I, 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 
philosophical. God, God, did, God didn't so, call me to argue with you about his word, bro. That's first and foremost, okay? Yeah, okay. That, 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 that's a cop-out, dude. Attack, Come on attack, now. That's a cop-out. Dude, you can attack all you want, but you're not in, you're not in that's trouble. A, that's, hey, man, now. you know what, Jeanette? You just hang up on that clown, because that guy don't know what he's talking about. Use yes, the scripture, dude. Some, if somebody come to you, listen, listen, listen to me. If someone come to you, if someone come to you, and they say, sir, please explain this to me from Scripture. I don't want to hear nothing <laughs> philosophical. You don't I want to hear an answer from the Scripture. Ding, ding, ding. That's how the word the works, word. sir. Man, the you want to argue, man. You, you're tripping. You're tripping. You're tripping, man. The word. No, I'm tripping because you know somebody is oh, asking you a question no, you want. No, you no, can't no. answer it. I don't, I don't need this That's kind all. of hate, bro. You, to well, you, you know what, sir? There's a theme called hanging up because I was a guest to this to this you show. The testimony of the presence okay. of God, ding, and you're ding, doing ding. it right now, no. buddy. Okay. The uh, word, no, what I'm doing is I'm questioning okay. another spirit that claim to have the spirit of God. I ask you, John ten thirty, provide another scripture, sir, to tell us what it means. You force God's word onto the people. God never does that. God never does that. Nah, sorry, but then Paul said, Paul said, woe is me if he do not preach. You're false. You're a man talking. That's all you are. Okay, now I have just silenced both of them because I want to talk about the word brings purpose in life. Sanctify them in truth, not in arguing back and forth. We got listeners listening on the air. Now, when we talk about what's true, we don't have to debate because we go back to the word. And in regards to sanctify them in your truth, your word is truth, as you have sent me into the world, as I have sent them in the world, and that's in John. Jesus came into the world to fulfill a purpose. Now I'm going to take them back both off mute, and hopefully they both will be quiet right about now. So we can get back to it. Come on now, really? Come on, really? The scripture says all scripture. It says all scripture is inspired of God. It didn't say all philosophy. Every day. No matter what anybody says. It didn't say all philosophy. Look at the scriptures, Second yeah, Timothy three sixteen. All scripture faith, is inspired of God. Okay. Not all yeah, philosophy is inspired of God. You got faith. You got Give me faith. a break. The word, you got the faith. word causes the word, the true word of God, <laughs> causes spiritual growth. Romans ten seventeen and First Peter two two. We cannot grow spiritually. Apart from the word. Yeah, well, you don't want to. You don't want to have the guy come on to the show, and you know he was going to be argumentative anyway. The scripture is no, clear, and I'm, I'm gonna stand on that. Second Timothy okay. three sixteen. To okay. those who are listening, all those of the Lord, I'm the joy is the witness to the people around. No, no, listen, guy, listen. Yeah. Show okay. me, show me the word of God. Okay. Don't give me that philosophy. You're I don't okay. want to hear none of that philosophy. Okay, now I'm going to go back <laughs> to finish talking about the maturity. Because, first of all, I don't know who Way Busy is. I do not, but I know who Tony is. So, we're going to stop that and talk about spiritual growth. Now, we grow from the word in two ways one is maturity. So, I want both of you to talk about maturity. Because Peter said we must desire the milk of the word to grow, but we can't thrive on milk alone. We also eat solid food to grow in maturity. In Colossians 3, 1 to Hebrews 
5, 12, 17. Now, I'm going to ask Tony, what do that mean when it talks about the maturity part and growing in the Word? So, Mr. Tony, what does that mean, Mr. Tony? Going into the, word. the maturity part yeah. is simply coming to an accurate knowledge of the Word of God. Technically, really, we don't have to argue with anybody, and I don't take it as arguing. I'm simply asking someone. That listen, I can't make up my own philosophy. I need to show this person what is written down. We need to be very careful because we think someone is guiding us spiritually. You got to remember when Pharaoh, when Moses went in there and threw his staff down, it said that Pharaoh's men also threw their staff down and it turned into a snake. We have to make sure that that spirit that we think that's coming from God ain't coming from the serpent. And he can manage God's power and make us think that. The scripture okay, so is clear, and I'm going to leave it like this. Second, the Second Timothy 3.16 is very clear. It says all scripture is inspired of God, not all philosophy. So when that person asks you a question about the word of God and what that verse means, show them another verse to show them what that means. Don't come up with this philosophy like the men that was doing, was doing with Job. That was a whole bunch of philosophy. And if you ever read the book of Job, the men went on and on and on with things that sounded good, but they turned okay. out to be wrong. So okay. let the word of God speak for itself and stop coming up with all this spiritual philosophy these people making up to try to say that I'm receiving this from God to tell you this certain thing. Got you. Okay, so therefore, again, that goes back to what I'm looking at in regards to ministrymaker.com. It's about the word causing spiritual growth, and we have to grow in maturity, and we grow in increased faith because what we don't want to do is turn people away because we talk about the true word of God, and even with this topic in regards to what's true, what's not true, what's said interpretation, and that was the reason for this topic. And when I saw, Tony, I was telling you what I saw on Facebook with the pulling and the pulling of one going one way, one going another way, and talking about increased faith, and I hear what the guy is saying, and like I said, I'm way busy. I don't know who you are personally. I really don't. I just said no, I heard your voice before because you called the show before, so that's how I know your sure. voice. And right, uh, right. now with increased faith, all Christians have to have more faith. Even the disciples desire this. Then it goes into Luke and talks about the best way to increase faith is by spending time with the Word. And when we talk about right. spending time with the word, it's reading the word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. It talks about it in Romans because our Did faith will never grow through personal study alone. Yes, you may. What do you want to say? All right. Because I, I, I feel like that, you know, when I was testifying, you know, let, allowing the spirit who taught me the word of God in context, you know, and it took a long time. I, I had to be able to understand what, what the word was saying, but I found mm-hmm. myself like, all these other people do is listening to what man says about what mm-hmm. man thinks that God that God is saying to me personally. So I have a personal relationship with 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 right. him because of his because of his presence in my life. And mm-hmm. so I was just saying that if if you know like you were saying faith, I was going to say to the gentleman that was on the mic earlier, I was going to say mm-hmm. that if God's given you faith to receive from him, well then you're walking in his love, no doubt. You, you would testify, yes, that's true. And you would say his love is boundless and immeasurable. There's no mm-hmm. end to it. And you would have that liberty in Christ. Um, but the faith that God gave you is what God sees at work in your life of obedience to what he says. 
So faith demands that you listen to him, and if you listen to God, you're going to be obedient to what God says because your actions are going to follow what you believe. That's mm-hmm. all I was going to say. And I heard you That was it. And it, we had to go through all that stuff God. just to say that. You were you was starting? Yeah, because you didn't answer the question. I just asked you a okay, question. You didn't Tony, answer it. Tony, and you still Tony, didn't Tony, answer the question. Tony, I'm Tony. Bear, I know you I'm are. You're a cat. You okay. We were talking about... His testimony, and he was I'm going to go. I don't want you guys getting upset with me gotcha. over something okay. that doesn't no, even, no doesn't, even about, no doesn't matter to me. I'm going to go about my business. I was just going gotcha. to be a blessing. So, I think the Holy Spirit did a good I job today. I appreciate so. that. I appreciate that. But I want to say this before you go off the air because you was talking about with God and wondering how you and I would be like, why me? And so we do the how, the why, the the, and we do question that. So I did hear with your testimony. So I don't want it to be no disrespect because we do have to be mindful that there are people listening. And if we want people to believe us, it's not always what we say is how we say it. And sometimes individuals become very passionate, very emotional. So I want the listeners to know that out there. We go out to when we talk about this. And we go out to talk about the true word of God. It's like love. We talk about love and loving the word and loving God because we want to bring people into being able to save souls, to not to destroy souls, not to beat people down because we can't tear people up with words. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Those that are on the air with us or listening with us, thank you, Tony. Thank you, Way Busy, for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And until next week, remember, you got this, and remember what is true and the truth. So thank you. Till next week. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.